This is Medicine Matters, the Springer Medicine Podcast. In this episode, we're exploring an exciting hot topic in interventional cardiology. Optical coherence tomography, or much more easily to say, OCT. OCT is a relatively new type of non-invasive imaging that uses light waves. It was originally applied in ophthalmology, where it's still used today to visualise the retina. But more recently, we're seeing it implemented in cardiology and gastroenterology too. Specifically in cardiology, it's used for 3D imaging of blood vessel microstructure during PCI. At the moment, IVUS, which is intravascular ultrasound, that's the standard approach for the assessment of blood vessels, specifically that allows cardiologists to identify any narrowing or blockages that are compromising blood flow. And OCT essentially aims to do the same, but using UV light rather than sound. OCT was initially posed as a tool for blood vessel assessment over a decade ago, but it didn't really catch on. However, renewed interest due to some exciting trial findings have given this technology a new lease of life. We talked to Drs. Niels Holm and Lena Andreasen from Aarhus University in Denmark about the latest advances and potential uses of OCT in our cardiology clinics. Welcome to both of you. Could you please introduce yourselves to our listeners before we get started? My name is Lene Andreasen and I'm a medical doctor at uh, yeah, Aarhus University Hospital and currently a PhD student. Uh, I'm studying the use of optical coherence tomography in coronary lesions. And my name is Niels Holm, medical doctor and assistant professor at Aarhus University Hospital, uh, the lead investigator of the October trial and have been working with PCI techniques and intervascular imaging for uh, the past uh, 12 years. Wonderful. It's really great to meet you both. Um, I wonder if I could ask one of you to start by just giving us a brief introduction to OCT, what it is and what it's used for. Yes, of course, I will uh, be happy to do that. So optical coherence tomography or OCT is a light-based intravascular imaging modality that can be used during treatment of coronary artery disease with percutaneous coronary intervention or PCI. It generates cross-sectional images from inside the coronary arteries with a resolution of 10 to 15 microns, which means that it can actually characterize the coronary vessel and plaque morphology in great details. Um, If we look into PCI as a treatment strategy, it has improved remarkable since its development, especially when it comes to the design of balloons and stents. But the current, yeah, and coronary imaging, which include both OCT but also IVUS, which is based on ultrasound, allows us to improve the actual treatment of these stents. So, with more detailed upfront characterization of the lesion, we can plan the procedure, um, including the stent diameter and length to obtain a more optimal position, and also we can evaluate the already implanted stent and see if it's opposed to the vessel wall, if it's expanded sufficient, um, and if the edges is without significant disease. Um, And what's also interesting to note is that the contemporary OCT systems provide a co-regulation with angiography. So it allows us to match the cross-sectional OCT images with the 
the position on the angiogram. And how widely is this technology used in clinical practice, particularly across Europe? So there's no clear answer to that, although we can say that the use is increasing right now. IVUS has been around for about 30 years, but the utility of IVUS has been quite low and with major variation between countries, between centers, and between the physicians in the same centers. Then the past 10 years, OCT has been introduced in many cath labs. Um, so now the present picture is that most countries, the use is between 5 and 15%, and about 0 to 40% of the use of imaging is OCT. But some physicians use OCT in up against 100% of their cases. So we do see major variation across the board and across Europe. Some of the best numbers we have is from Sweden, where the SCAR registry each year reports the use of intravascular imaging. Still, the use is quite low in Sweden, despite that they have standards now for the use. For example, in left main, where this, which is one of the strongest indications for use of intravascular imaging, they have a national target that intravascular imaging should be used in at least 60% of cases. Still, they have had this target for a number of years, and only half of the centers, the heart centers in Sweden, have actually achieved to do, to do that. And some centers do still use uh, imaging in a very low percentage of cases. So we are still in a situation where there are major you know, obstacles to the uptake, um, and that comes down to the lack of strong guideline indications, in reimbursement problems, and insufficient training of physicians. I wonder if you could just talk us through some of the downsides and limitations of OCT use. So the disadvantages of OCT imaging are uh, indeed that it requires complete blood clearance from the lumen for imaging. So it means that the, the operator needs to flush with contrast when the pullback is performed. And this, of course, adds into the total amount of contrast used for the procedure. Getting OCT at the table and performing the scans only takes a few minutes, but also the interpretations and the actions based on the OCT findings, of course, adds into the total procedure time. And obviously, another thing is that OCT is an add-on to the standard angiography guiding uh, strategy. So, of course, as it is now, it adds cost to the total procedure. There is a lack of uptake of this technology at the moment because of the lack of guidelines. Do you foresee that changing in the future? Are we expecting guidelines around use or is it too early? I think guideline committees are going to have a difficult job here. But if they look at the totality of the data, I'm absolutely sure that uh, they will come to the conclusion that intravascular imaging needs to be used in, in, in more cases, in particular in complex PCI where angiographic ambiguity is high. We've seen some exciting data coming out recently. There was a lot of trials presented at uh, ESC. I wonder if you could talk us through some of those and the headline findings. Yes, so there have been performed a couple of trials with 
I was over the past six, six, seven years. So before the new and uh, highly anticipated trial that was presented here a few weeks ago at the, the ESC Congress, we have had a number of IVOS trials that were quite well conducted uh, in Asia, and they had about the same results uh, showing that uh, we could expect a quite substantial improvement in patients' prognosis with the use of IVOS and in one of the trials also with the use of OCT. So we did have some expectations that um, with the trials that are performed now in the US and in Europe, that we would also see a clinical effect, in particular because some of these trials focused entirely on uh, guiding by OCT. The three trials that were presented at ESC was the Illumin 4 trial, the October trial, and the Oct-Ivos trial. The Illumin 4 trial and the October trial was both comparisons of OCT-guided PCI versus angiographic-guided PCI. The Illumin 4 trial randomized 2,487 patients with several indications, diabetes, NSTEMI, or a number of complex lesion subsets. With this trial, they showed that they were able to increase minimal stent area with the use of OCT, but uh, unfortunately, the trial failed to show an improvement in clinical outcome after two years. They showed a, uh, for a secondary endpoint of stent thrombosis, they did show a reduction in stent thrombosis, but unfortunately, they failed to have a positive primary endpoint. This was quite a surprise, and uh, during the presentation, they showed um, graphs that could indicate that uh, COVID, the pandemic, have had some influence on the trial results. Uh, so until COVID, they actually was in the right direction with the results, but results changed during COVID. The second trial to be presented was the October trial, which focused on complex bifurcation lesions. So that's coronary lesions in the branch point of uh, the coronary arteries. And um, and here, um, 1,201 patients were randomized to either OCT guiding or angiographic guiding. The primary endpoint was a rather similar endpoint of major adverse cardiac events, with cardiac death, myocardial infarction, and ischemia-driven target lesion revascularization. And with that trial, after two years, there was a significant reduction in these hard endpoints, with uh, OCT-guided PCI having a rate of 10.1% versus 14.1% for the standard angiographic-guided PCI. So a clear effect by OCT-guided PCI in these highly complex lesions. The third trial, the OCT-IVOS trial, was a head-to-head uh, -head comparison of IVOS and OCT in 2008 patients. So these patients were randomized to either OCT guiding or IVOS guiding. Uh, the trial was performed in Korea and included all common uh, material, meaning patients that came in the cath lab with whatever lesions that required PCI. They showed that the primary endpoint of target lesion failure, cardiac death, target lesion myocardial infarction and ischemia-driven target lesion revascularization, was uh, the rates were very low uh, with 2.5% in the OCT-guided arm and 3.1% in the uh, IVOS-guided arm. So 
OCT was non-inferior to IVUS, so they performed rather similar. And um, for that aspect, the trial was positive. So this, of course, delivered a quite mixed picture that we have one trial that failed to show an effect of OCT, one trial that showed a clear effect of OCT in these complex bifurcations, and then a trial from Korea showing that there's absolutely no difference between IVUS and OCT. The session was finalized with a presentation of a meta-analysis that was uh, performed by the Lumen investigator and, uh, and us from the October trial, where we included now 22 trials. It has been updated after the ESC and was presented earlier this week, including all the available results. And now the meta-analysis includes 15,965 patients. So it's really a massive body of evidence. And with imaging-guided PCI, meaning both IVUS and OCT combined, not used in, in the same cases, but uh, with either use of IVUS or OCT, there was a reduction of target lesion failure of 29%. The individual endpoints of target lesion failure was cardiac death, Cardiac death was re reduced by 45%. Target vessel myocardial infarction was reduced by 18%. And target lesion revascularization by 80, uh, 28%. So all of these were significantly reduced. But even more interesting was that for the first time, we were able to show that imaging-guided PCI reduced all-cause mortality by 25% and any myocardial infarction by 16%. So really a dramatic effect, and this is by trials across many indications um, and a massive body of evidence with more than 15,000 patients. So these were the main headlines for, from the ESC Congress. The meta-analysis is not yet published, but it's in a review. That's fantastic that a meta-analysis is already done, and of course the importance of the weight of that um, amount of evidence together. How far forward does that meta-analysis data move us? Because don't we know that image-guided approach is better? It's the question that we're really asking whether IVUS is better than OCT. So what we're going to look into now is, of course, if there are you know, subtle differences between the two technologies, if uh, IVUS is better in certain lesion subsets and OCT in other lesion subsets. We also need to be much more granular on how to use these modality. Maybe we can optimize the use even more than we have today. So we need a deep dive into the data we have uh, to explore it even further to see if there are things that we could have done better. But I think we already are at the point where we can say, based on this meta-analysis, that the overall effect of intravascular imaging is so strong and important uh, in particular when we can reduce all-cause mortality, that we need to look at the guidelines and say, is this good enough as it is today? Or should we ask the physicians to use uh, imaging-guided PCI in a higher percentage of cases than we do today? Do you think ultimately we'll get to a point where we think there is a place for both IVUS and OCT in clinical practice in different scenarios? They each have their yeah, so ab absolutely, absolutely. optimal use. You know, there are many, there are many ways to see this. Uh, with the data we have now, we have two major trials showing uh, 
almost the same results with IWAS and OCT in direct comparison and also in the network and uh, meta-analysis, there's, you know, there's no difference virtually. So, uh, so there will probably be some differences from, for specific lesion subsets, uh, but it will also be physician preference, meaning that there are learning curve to use these systems. And some physicians will prefer IWAS, some will prefer OCT. Uh, that could also be uh, something about you know, the price that could be different from country to country. If there's a major price difference between the two systems, that could also affect uh, the use. It's just the general message is just that we need to use either OCT or IWAS more than we do today. You're right. It's interesting to think about what this will look like in five years' times and the geographical differences, which we've seen with lots of other technologies where they're adapted. So if we look at at other uh, treatments that we have in interventional cardiology that today have a class 1A indication, then with the benefits, clinical benefits we have now shown with intravascular imaging, then uh, there is certainly a need for also uh, having a higher class indication for uh, intravascular imaging. But I think there's a huge need for for research into how can we actually uh, help physicians uh, use this technology. And so we need to be much more systematic in how do we train both fellows and uh, also the physicians that have been working with uh, uh, angio-guided PCI for several years. Uh, We need to look at reimbursement. uh, And then we need to look at if the systems, both for IBUS and OCT, can be optimized to help the physician even more uh, during procedures. Can the system provide you know, uh, interpretation of the images? Can it sh- come up with suggestions to how, you know, which stent to implant and uh, is the stent sufficiently expanded and so on? The systems already have some of that capacity today, but we need to see even more of that capacity implemented and uh, evaluated over the coming years. So a real call to action there from our kind of digital and technology health colleagues to join in the, the quest here for how to really make this as useful as possible for our, our patients. Thank you both so much. This has been an absolutely fascinating conversation and uh, there's so many unanswered questions. Uh, that I really look forward to seeing what happens in the fields in the, in the coming years. Thank you both for giving your time to join me this morning. Thank you very much for having us. Thank you. This podcast is intended for healthcare professionals for their ongoing medical education and entertainment. It should not replace the professional advice of a doctor or pharmacist and may not be used as a basis for diagnosis or any change to the prescribed treatment of disease. The views expressed by our moderators and guests are their opinions and do not represent the position of any third parties. The information given in the podcast is subject to change as the scientific field and clinical advances progress.